following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Another exciting episode of Village Bank Radio here with our master's classes. We have uh, the bank president, Alicia Webb, here with us uh, to bring us through some great, great ideas. Um, I just can't tell you how much I actually personally enjoy talking about these things because I know that finance and growing businesses with with uh, financing is such a powerful component and frankly, so few people really understand it. So I think, you know, doing these these uh, shows with Alicia is just such a valuable and powerful thing. And again, I just, I enjoy it. So welcome, Alicia. Thanks, Todd. I'm super excited to be back here this morning. We've got a lot to talk about. We really do. We really do. So Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs built by an entrepreneur. That is Alicia's father. Uh, we have created these shows to uh, not only survive but thrive for a strong 21. They have a website specifically uh, dictated to uh, hashtag strong 21. Uh, and you can find them by going to Village Bank Online or villagebankonline.bank at forward slash strong 21. Villagebankonline.bank slash forward slash strong 21. So we have covered a lot of topics over the course of the last year. SBA loans, knowing your numbers, strategic planning. And by the way, you can all go back and listen to those podcasts if you want to catch up. I do think they are, some of them, very extraordinary, especially if you are a business owner or somebody who is intent on going into business uh, for yourself. If you have questions, things that we haven't addressed, by all means, let us know. You can go to our LinkedIn. You can go to uh, my page. You can email me. You hear the emails for both of us uh, all the time through the commercial breaks. If you can do, if you want to do that, by all means, do. Uh, so now we're going to jump into it today. We're going to be talking about a business budget and how to support your strategic plan, assuming that that is growth. And in business, you're either going up or you're going down. You're never staying the same. So it is always going to be growth. And uh, I, I think I, I brought this up to Alicia before we even jumped on the air today. And I think it's a really uh, apropos as, as it relates to this. When I say to a business owner, hey, if I gave you a million dollars or a hundred thousand or whatever the number is that you think you need, or maybe you don't even think you need anything because you don't even think in these terms. But if I gave you a hundred thousand or a million dollars to invest in your company, what would you do with it? How would you best deploy it to make the most amount of money to reach uh, presumably goals that you would have with the use of that money? And if the business owner looks at me a little perplexed with an eyebrow up and says, oh, oh, you, you mean you mean lend me the money? And I say, no, I don't mean lend you the money. I mean, I want return on investment for that money. How would you 
put that money to work to make more money with. And oftentimes, Alicia, they don't even know what they would do with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be business people. And how would they measure, right? But remember, most entrepreneurs, they didn't get started in business because they're great at strategic planning or <laughs> forecasting ROI out, you know, three, five, seven years. They got started because they were sick of working for someone else and they knew they were good at that task or that service or that product that they had. And so I think that's why when we talk about strategic planning and we talk about ROI and we talk about all these big fans, and by the way, that's return on investment because I have to ask right. what incron- acronyms are at times as well. It's it's have strategic planning is around having one goal. Do you want more revenue? Do you want less expenses? Like you mentioned, if I'm going to invest a hundred grand into your company, What's the ROI? What's that return on investment going to be? Well, is it a boat? Because it can be a boat. That's okay. It could be a boat, right? <laughs> Everyone so. on your at your cabin <laughs> will know how successful you are because you've got a great boat. Or we could talk about how are we going to invest it in software yet this calendar year, this, this year, so you don't have to pay taxes on it. And then potentially what is that software going to do for your company in 2022, 2023, and 2024, right? So I think there's those pieces to... How are you going to get an ROI on that $100,000 that you made this year? You bring up something that I, I hear and see so often. So, so first, hearing you say that is, is like music to my ears because it's what I hear all the time, even mm-hmm. though I know it's flat out wrong. <laughs> Most business owners got into business because they were good at the work or they wanted to make more money, or they wanted more freedom, but they're really not business people. And when you are, when you do speak that language, you can pick it out with uh, when someone do- else does speak in the in those terms, almost like a pink shirt in the middle of white shirts. I mean, immediately you know this person has a different perspective on things, and it's not nor it's not typical. So like you said, most business owners, if you say, hey, you had a good year last year, I understand. Yeah, I did. And what does that mean? Well, for most people, that means they started looking at a cabin or bought a boat. That's what that means. Um, it doesn't mean that they are immediately thinking about you know, how they're going to build their company. They're immediately thinking about their lifestyle. And I always say people are income conscious, try to make as much money as they can. You know, they, they don't want to miss any opportunities. That's good. Uh, they are uh, lifestyle conscious, want to have as much lifestyle as they can. You know, you could might die tomorrow, so you got to live for today. <laughs> and then they're thrift conscious, always trying to get a good deal, but they are rarely wealth conscious. Mm. And building a company, putting money to work is wealth consciousness. And a lot of people, the vast majority, business owners included, do not have that, Alicia. You are right, Todd. I th- Right now, there are so many opportunities in the market to build that wealth. Think about what the Fed's talking about or with inflation coming. So how do you fix your rates, your loan rates yet this year? How do you take opportunity of this low rate environment yet today? Make sure you've refinanced right into a lower rate. Make sure you have um, spoke to your banker and asked my line of credit, my building loan, my equipment loan, what else should I be looking at um, for investments for next year take advantage of that now because that those are the pieces that will create the rate i mean just take the debt you might have today on your balance sheet and go from five to four percent 
or four to three percent or, you know, eight percent to six percent. And look at that, what that might be. Now, even if your banker is coming back to you and saying, well, you know, yeah, let me do that for you. But it's going to be a thousand dollar fee to refinance. Well, look at how many payments it takes to make up that thousand dollars, right? Cause you're at that lower rate. You're going to make that up like literally like that. And so I, I get smart about the incremental details in the debt that you have and the opportunity to build wealth today by just lowering that interest rate. Quite frankly, even a half a point. Like it is so huge worth it. So worth it. I also love what you said about. The wealth piece and what the ROI on what you invest in today. Be thinking about the type of equipment that you're investing in. What we're talking to a lot of machine shops about today is when they buy equipment today, it's expensive. Right. Holy moly, is it expensive. But it's now software. You'd buy new software to update. You're not buying a whole new piece that you bolt to the floor anymore. Right. You bolt to the floor, but now it's software to update it, not a brand new piece of equipment next round. So there's those opportunities to look at um there's opportunities with investing in your employees salaries are going up guys i'm dealing with it too right we're saying gosh we love our villagers yeah we need to treat villagers well right like we want our villagers to be successful and you invest in them so take opportunities like that and salaries are going up invest in your people education you know look at what else you can do for your people to invest in them so they stay because that builds wealth too for you if you have constant turnover you can't focus on the other pieces of growing your business. Very good. You know, I, it, we were talking also before we jumped on here about ratios. And I've already said, you know, businesses, they go they go up or they go down. They rarely stay the same. Um, you know, in the past year, a lot of people received PPP loans, mm-hmm. which were doing nothing but but survival. People were in survival mode. And they took their eyes off off the ball, frankly, just in in lieu of just trying to survive the day and try to figure out what was coming next. And for the most part, there's been somewhat of an equilibrium where we've all kind of leveled off here and understand that that for the most part, that that major crisis is over. Isn't for everybody. Forgive me if it isn't for you. But uh, for a lot of people, it is. And now you got to open your eyes up and look to the horizon. So when you talk about your business and where you would put money, um, you know, first, too often, people who are small business owners, and I mean, when I say small, let's say $5 million and less in, in revenue. <clears throat> when you're talking about small business owners, you know, most of them are going to be S corporations or LLCs that at least declare themselves or elect sub chapter S, which means that everything after their, their business expenses is going to be taxed as personal income. And oftentimes their CPA is going to tell them to move that money from the business operating account to provide a paper trail into their personal account. The problem with that is too often they immediately determine that that's their money and start thinking about all the things they can do with it to increase or improve their lifestyle. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. But it's what a lot of people do. So when I ask people that, I say, what'd you do with the money? What you should have done with the money as soon as that that occurrence took place is you should have gone to the minutes in your minutes book, which undoubtedly you all have, right? And you should have made a notation of this date and this time where you loaned that money back into the business operating account. And then you had designs on how you were going to grow that business using those monies to make even more money the following year. 
How many of you small business owners actually do that? <laughs> That's hard, right? That's hard. It's hard to be disciplined. It's hard if someone, you know, Todd, you're not on their left shoulder and I'm on their right shoulder reminding them of this, right? That is hard. It is hard. Right now, we know there's no more fencing. There's no more boats. I don't even think there's dogs left for people to get anymore, right? Because everyone's spending the liquidity, all this liquidity that's flooded into our economy, with that being said, it's there, it eventually has to run out, right? Yeah. And so then what are we going to do? Then what are we going to do? And I think that's where you got starting to think about that piece of it. Starting to think about when you were nervous and you weren't an essential business, maybe you were shut down, maybe you're an essential business and you're just trying to figure out how to do things because you used to do everything face to face. You knew you knew how to do your job, and at that point, you knew your why. So everyone worked real hard. I know my villagers did. It was the why behind save Main Street, save entrepreneurs. Now we have to talk about that again. We have to say, okay, well, what's the why going forward? And the why going forward is how are we going to keep doing business differently and not just go back to those old ways? Because one thing I'm going to challenge you on is if you think you had a great year in 2021 and you made a hundred grand more than you've ever made before, I want to know how much of that was PPP. Right. Or how much of that were you able to take out with no in a 7A loan, uh, no fees, and super low rate, and extended amortization, right? Maybe normally it's a three-year, and it was now it's a five or seven-year, so your payments are lower. The PPP piece is so important because that's not going to happen again. So you have to take that out. Right. Now what did you make? That's called a one-time occurrence. Like it happens one time, probably won't happen again. Sure. You need to understand that because how are you going to make that income up? You know, we're even talking about on our end. How are, you going to, how are we going to make that income up? It's important to start to think about those questions and think about what were you doing this past year that you implemented during PPP because you had to. Right. Are you still doing that? Do you need to make investments to support that strategy? Well, you know, when I work with people on their finances, one of the things that I do is I help them manage a budget, which we're going to be talking about, and I call it a controlled spending plan. You can call it whatever you want. But ironically, you want to teach somebody how to how to manage a business spending plan or budget. You got to you start with the personal because they really kind of are one and the same. It's kind of like trying to learn, you know, algebra if you don't know basic math. So you start with that. And what I've learned is then immediately I go right into investing, explaining the good and the bad and all the different types. And I say, all right, now if I take a pie of everything that you earn above what it costs you to live at the end of this year, where are you going to put that money? Whatever pie is, 5000 10000 500000 whatever it is, that's pie. Now, how will we divvy that up? What money will go into uh, uh, funding your retirement account? What money will go into reinvesting into your business? What percentage will go into, let's say, investment real estate or whatever it is you're going to do? And why do we do that? Because we need to have, I know this, designs on that money before they make it. Because if not, as soon as they get that money, they're already thinking about remodeling the kitchen or buying a, you know, a, a cabin. And it's gone. And the opportunity's over. And that is a huge problem for small business owners. So when you think about that from a business perspective, the question immediately becomes, what are your margins? And so just to very clearly state, when I look at margins, I look at them differently than what it shows on your income statement. 
I look at a margin and I say, if I were to replace you with somebody else who could do what you do, and of course the business owner will always tell me, nobody could ever replace me. I'm irreplaceable, right? And what you find is business owners are either paying themselves way too little or way too much. So what I do is I look at that income statement, less any income that you as as a business owner have taken, whether that be salary and draw as a combination, I pull it right out. And I say, how much would it really cost you to replace what you're doing in the business? And then I subtract that number, and that gives me the margin in the business. Now, that margin might be 7%, 17%, 30%. I don't know what it is. But if we were to say we increased the gross revenue and the margin remained the same, how much more money would we make at the end of the year? And then what would we do with that the following year to see the same level of growth? These are the things we're talking about in a future budget, correct? Absolutely. And and absolutely. I and I want to step back for a second because what you said was really interesting about entrepreneur founder saying no one can ever take my place, right? I I I get that and I hear that and I think that they're actually right. But that's a problem. That's a huge problem because if you're so Don is the founder of Village Bank. And it, you know, he founded, he started, it's his baby. I'm next generation. I'm second generation. So I know my job. The bank will outgrow me. I, it better outgrow me or I'm not doing my job. And I know that that there's another person I need to get ready for my job, right? That can do it twice as good as I can do it at a much larger level. That's what, but for a founder, that is so difficult to hear or say. It is so difficult. And I know, I feel that, but, you got to think about how many are you putting in 60 hours, 80 hours, 40. Hours? I don't know what you're putting in today, but do you want to be putting that in in 10 years from now, 20 years from now? I don't think so. So how can you get someone else there and how can you make that a bigger part of your job? And maybe that's what scales the job, because for five years, 10 years, there might be two of you there doing it. And imagine what could happen if there were two of you. That is so important to think about. Wow. You, you you know when you when you say that I, I and being on the ground with people, I think that that level of thinking meaning meaning growth thinking eludes a lot of people. I'll I'll be honest with you. I think maybe for both of us, maybe not because of your dad, but maybe both of us went to get an MBA and mm-hmm. went to graduate school, and we were taught that big thinking. It's more of a corporate mentality of of large growth. Small business owners don't really have that typically. And so to them, they're just trying to make enough money to have a nice life. Mm-hmm. And and the idea of growth and growth and growth and growth continually, it doesn't even really occur to them. It, it's elusive to them. And and I think if you're a business owner, your point about the business better outgrow me. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in all fairness, folks who are listening, Alicia wants to build a billion dollar bank. Mm-hmm. That type of thinking is not typical for small business owners. And so where you get that, I don't know. But I mean, that should be the goal because whatever you experienced in the terms of growth this last year, if you did, if you did, then the question is to compound that level of growth, 8, 10, 12, 15%, whatever the growth was, how will you do that next year again on top of what you've already done this year? And what will that look like? How much more equipment, infrastructure, manpower, employees will you have? 
This is what we're talking about on this show right now today. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is your last Saturday of the month, Village Bank Radio. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. 
What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 Working 9 to 5 All right Gotta let that baby run. Get your percolating here this morning. Todd, I, I will it. say there is a four and a seven-year-old in Blaine, Minnesota that do know the words to that song. <laughs> I'm very dancing. proud of that. They're dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> they are. Yeah, man. So, you know, we 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 talked about something which I think is really critical for those of you who are business people. We just defined, I think, in great measure, how uh, business people are are become uh, small business owners. Now, look, they're not all that way. Some people go to college, go to work for a company. They are entrepreneurial in their thinking and they have big ideas and big designs on building a company. When I said that's like somebody with a pink shirt in a, in a sea of white shirts, that's a unique person. And not every small business owner and the vast majority are not that. But here's the thing. You have to open your mind and evolve to that. You might start out just as a small person who's good at the work of being a good electrician or a good this or a good that. But at some point, if you're going to be a business owner 
and you want to grow a business, not just not just for you and two other people, but, you know, grow a business, you have to open your mind and you have to say, I will become a financial person. Because if you are not, and if you do not, then you will never really grow your business because this portion of the business, the financial metrics and financing, actually become more important than the product or service itself. And so you have to learn that. Well, you don't understand the product or and or service if you don't know the financial metrics of it. Right. That that's the problem. If if you don't if like we talked about I think last month, if you like blue and you have a pink and a blue product, but blue's making seven percent and pink's making seventeen percent, guess what? I like pink now. Right. You gotta right. invest in pink. And at the break, we talked about, you know, business owners buying equipment. Well, I'm sorry to say the business owners will buy equipment that's 50000 150000 and they buy it just because it's cool, just because it does this thing, you know, more faster. But the question immediately becomes, well, if you want somebody to run that machine, you got to hire somebody who might make pretty good money doing that. And although this machine will pump out more parts in the same period of time, will it actually make you money, all things considered? Or was it just about having a cool product? What was it? Was it about the money? It should have been about that. Or was it about, I just like getting cool stuff, right? Yeah, and let's talk about that. I think that's so interesting. We're, we go through this struggle all the time. Anytime our village is looking at um, investing in software, we have to step back and say, it's it's twenty thousand dollars. All right, twenty thousand dollar investment. Mm-mm. The not cool part is who understands it, right? So, do we have to hire someone, or do we have to pay someone to understand it? Do we have to hire a consultant to come in? Does it integrate with the software we currently have? Now, our villagers, our eighty villagers that maybe are using the software, think like CRM system, right? Who's going to enter the data into it? Because it has to be uniform and it has to be correct. Who, and then when you're uploading your current software or let's say your current client base into it, is that, what's the integrity of that data? Is it all correct? Do you have to do anything to fix it ahead of time? Is that someone coming in to fix it all at one time? And then think about moving forward. Who's going to do all the training for all of your villagers on that software? And then think, what are you going to do with that information? What are the opportunities? Do you have the space and capacity to do that? Is it investing in Google Analytics? Is it investing in more employees? It is, is it investing in other products? What's the follow-up going to be? There are so many pieces that go into buying that piece of equipment, that software, that data, that isn't just the price tag. The price tag generally is the smallest piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I use a term called proficiency. And proficiency relates to the notion that I am going to spend many hours, many weeks, many months before I get this equipment, this person who's managing this equipment to a point where they're actually making me $1. And I have to support that, that burn rate, that loss over time to get there. And I've got to have the money to do that. I think most people think I put this thing to work and immediately I start making money with it. That is, and they'll, and they'll shake and they'll say, no, no, I will. And, and I'll, and I'll almost always say, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, and it go, I was just going to say to you, well, so what's proficiency? Tell me what proficiency is. Cause maybe you think pr- proficiency is I want the income to go up by 5% a year. I might say, Mm-mm, I need 25% to invest that money today. 
And that's like, that's why you always have to put a number behind any decision you make. Why? It's trust and verify. I can't build. So our very first value is put relationships first. And that's why Don started the bank. And we will never not put relationships first. But what I've learned through time is I'm a skeptic. I have to be a skeptic. Like I want to understand it better. And in order to build relationships, you need to trust. And in order to trust, you have to verify. And what's the easiest way to verify? We're all different people. Put a number behind measure, it. Measure. Measure. Yeah, you can't succeed if you're not measuring. And so how can we put a number behind every goal, every task, every budget we have? And I'm not suggesting that you need to go to school to be an accountant or a banker. I'm just suggesting what is the one number that you want to watch next year? What's that one number? And give yourself a super small goal and talk about it with your entire team. Go all the way around the org chart and talk to them about it so they understand how they impact it. So when you're walking the floor in your machine shop or you're behind the counter at your service store or you're out meeting with your clients, you can be talking about that number and have real intelligent conversations. There's going to be a reason why you hit it and there'll be a reason why you don't. And you need to understand that both of those pieces are so valuable to the success of not just your business, your team, your family, you and why you started that business, (laughs) right? That number is important and it doesn't mean you're not putting relationships first. This is something Don and I actually talk about a lot. It means I'm actually putting relationships first because I don't want to fight over what proficiency means. Right. I want to like have some fun with you. Yeah, there's another thing about proficiency. I I made, I created the definition of getting to a point where you're actually making money with it. But here's the other thing. When you take those dollars and you invest them into a new direction such as that, you also have to measure proficiency as being when my margin, my profit margin on the same number of volume gets to the point where it is everywhere else. Because until that happens, even if I'm making money, but I'm making less money than I would had I invested into the regular business that I already know the margins and can anticipate them, then there's what's known as a burn, uh, as a lost opportunity cost in there where, okay, I'm not losing money anymore, I'm not burning cash, I'm at least to proficiency. However, if I'd have invested the same $100,000 or $200,000 elsewhere, I'd have had a 30% margin, and I'm at a 3% margin here. So until I get up to that, I'm actually in a lost opportunity cost situation, and how long does it take me to get there to where the money that I've invested is making just as much as before? Now, it doesn't mean that you don't do that, but it means that you recognize that and realize you have to have the money to work with to be able to support that until you get there. Mm-hmm. So it, when you're in a, when you're in a growth stage, which frankly every business is an acquisitional growth stage, you should always be in that stage. What does that mean? Means you got to have cash flow in your operating account and money available to be able to support that type of a thing. And if you're taking every every dollar that you earn and using it as the profit to support your lifestyle, you will never ever get there. And then 
Are you even capable of doing it without financing from a bank, without getting money from somewhere else, deploying it properly? Are you going to be able to organically make that money and profit to be able to support those things? Or are you going to need, because by the way, it's the slow boat if you do that. If you want to get there and you have designs on significant growth, then the only way you get there is with financing, but then it's not enough to have a loan and have no idea what you're going to do with the money. Now, you got to know how to put that money to work and bring yourself to proficiency as fast as you possibly can and then the next year you prepare to do it again <laughs> isn't that true right it's like when does this stop but it doesn't stop never it keeps going that's called a business let me do let me say this though you mentioned s corps and moving money from a business operating account into a personal account etc i do want to say this that happens and as long as we're looking at a credit that has global cash flow and global debt service. And what that means is the business doesn't, if the business stopped making money, the it's not, oh gosh, now we can't make your mortgage payment, your car payment, kids college, boat, snowmobile, four-wheeler, whatever else we have. We It means that you could actually lend money back like you suggested to the business. You could there you can still survive with if the business took a 15% dip or a 5% dip, right? Like you don't your in order for you to eat and live, you don't need that business. Now listen, I hear myself it's not going to be like that day 1. It might not even be like that day 5 or f- year 5. But you have to get to that point where there's a global cash flow and the company can survive. So banks do look at that. We look at that strongly. If you've ever wondered, why do they need to see my personal finances? I want a business loan. She just answered that right there. Absolutely. And think about it this way. We global cash flow, we understand entrepreneurs want to take their money out. They want to look at it in their own personal checkbook, online banking, right? That is, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why sometimes you'll see some covenants around as long as the business has a one, two debt service, we're good. And that's where, why we put that into play because we want you to understand that we want you to have your money. We want you to go have a great time. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we can still cash flow this loan. And so, you know, and feel free to reach out on LinkedIn to me or, you know, email me at villagebankonline.com and, and ask these questions because I love talking about this stuff because you'll see that light bulb moment there go oh you're not trying to stop me from taking money out you just want to understand that all that's all it is is just understanding the cash flow folks you see how that 1.2 ratio just rolls right off of her tongue I'm sorry do well, you guys even know what that means no don't tell them <laughs> DSC you have to email me if you want to know what DSC is a web right. Let, let's take uh, let's take a break we'll be right back with bank president of Village Bank Alicia Webb we will be right back it is the last weekend of the month master classes on how to grow and build your business using financing Village Bank Radio we'll be right back If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. 
Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a complete list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. 
All right. Well, I hope you enjoy these shows. I certainly do. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, growth and measuring success in the future, which is about two things, basically, Alicia. One is to increase volume or gross revenue, and the other one is to become more profitable within that that gross revenue, right? So we've got a client, both my client as well as Alicia's at the bank, who is in the process of trying to define margins as I describe it. And when I say, okay, you do five things, which one makes you the most money for time spent? Where is the leverage or profitability within your business? And the irony is that most business owners will look at you and not even know that. So what what we're doing with this business owner is we're going to be putting touch pads at each one of the individual locations, wherein each person who is working on a part or building something is pushing a button, logging in to show the labor hours that are related to this individual thing when they take a break, they log out. When they come back in, they log back in and they just push a button and out. But it's going to enable us to say we make this much margin on average with this part versus the other parts. And if we were going to invest money into marketing or focus on more profitability within a gross revenue stream, we could do more of this and we'd make more money for the same amount of volume. How many of you can say that? And if you can say that, can you see how much easier it becomes to grow your business and and reach your goals the following year. It just becomes very academic. That's what we mean about becoming a numbers person, right? Absolutely. So I think it's important that think about your key players who understands where the numbers are at. Do you have a controller, an accountant, a CFO? And then who's your sales folks? Who are the folks on the ground? They know what people are thinking about. Where are they, where are your customers going to spend their money next year? Are they buying the repairs or are they buying the new product? What do they need next year? So get those key players in a room and have them sit down around that number that you decided on and say, how do we get there? And you're going to have someone probably the accountant or the financial person say, that's impossible. We'll never get there. You have the salesperson say, let's double it. Right. (laughs) I I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personalities. Exactly. But you need that. And like, you want that tension because that tension is where you right? Like new, great, awesome ideas come from. And so find that tension and then work through it. Let everyone leave, and then they'll come back a week later and work through it. That tension has brought some of the best ideas our village has had, not from me, not from Don, but from that tension in the room and our A players, our villagers. So so think about that. Also be thinking the strategies and the tasks that you have within those goals, are those all pointed towards the number you're looking at? Or... I, I think my team would probably say, is it, are there butterflies everywhere? Focus, 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 focus. You need to focus on that number and how you are going to get there, not just by spending money, but what do you need to save? Where can you save? Where can you pull back, right? You're going to buy that new piece of software. What can you get rid of? That's always my question. So if I buy that, what do I get to get rid of? Huh. There's always thought, there's techno, like there's other things to get rid of. And so making sure that your strategies and your tasks are going to help you achieve that goal is so very, very important. And make sure once you got the goal, you got the number, walk around the room and say, Todd, are you on board with this? Do you believe in it? Agree with it? Okay. Alicia, do you believe in it? Do you agree with it? Are you going to own this? Yes, I am. 
okay, are we all on the same page? Let's go. And what are you going to do? <laughs> you excited? Yep. Okay. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, What's we, the next move when you walk out of here? What's going to happen next? We just went through our strategic planning session this past week. We had a board member in the room and I and, you know, call it out and say, are you going to support this? Because you need to hear it. Everyone needs to hear it. When you're all on the same page, you don't have to have those side conversations anymore. We're all on the same page. And I can't tell you how important that is to be on the same page and all be pointing in the same direction because it makes it really easy then for everyone to say, Alicia, that's not what we said last year we were going to focus on. Like, let's put that on the side burner for right now. That's a future opportunity. We need to focus on that number. Well, in terms of of uh, your your business budget to grow, imagine that it is uh, October and shortly we'll be coming up on the end of the year. It's going to happen in a blink. So as you look at your income statement and you see what the margins are, that means what's going to be left at the end of the year. All things considered, you've paid all of the, uh, you know, all the payables at the end of the year. And this is what you're left with in, the, in terms of a margin. Do you have some sense of what that's going to be? That said, where are you going to put that money? Where's that margin, that profit margin that's left over after you've paid the taxes and done what you've done? Where are you going to put that money? Are you going to invest it before the end of the year into materials and inventory? What are you going to do and how are you going to turn that into more growth the following year and compound from where you are now? We're going to take another break. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. Oh, no, no, we're not. Okay. Oh, good, because I'd I like so- to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great. But who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. 
Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, there's there's great opportunities. Where are you going to put the money? Where are you going to get the money? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to make more money? How are you going to grow? Grow, grow, grow. How are you going to do that, Alicia? Well, you talked about end of the year and planning for next year. So we all said this great year. We're all hoping to have a great year next year. But we hear, you know, whisperings of inflation. We hear whisperings of, is the stimulus money done? Liquidity going to dry up? Blah, blah, blah. Right? Push that to the side and say, what can you do today to mitigate that? You've got two months left. So look at your balance sheet. Do you need to restructure any debt? Do you need to reach out to your banker today and say, can I fix a rate? Can I re-am? Can I, what can I do? That's number one. Number two is, are there any cash management, treasury management products that you need to make your team more convenient, to make it so your boots on the ground and you can sit in bed at night and, you know, watch football and look at your accounts and pay bills? It's so important. There's so many ways to find conveniences or time during the day so you can focus on sales and relationships and team and not have to do some of those daily tasks. We love seeing you in the lobby, but guess what? Let's Why don't you let us come out and see you when you need us, but you go get the work done and be able to grow your business. Second, two months left of the year to be able to go out and buy that piece of equipment, finance that piece of equipment in today's rates, spend the money this year so you don't have to spend it next year. I would say if you're an accountant, and you, I hope you have an accountant like Arliss who is saying this, you made a hundred grand this year. So what should you do with that hundred thousand? How can you invest that into software people, investment into the company in this calendar year, and so you don't have that tax consequence? And what's the ROI to bring you along in the business to grow it to get to the number that we've been talking about today there's still time you have two months of the year left that is so much time don't let that scare you but you have to be proactive absolutely it's so funny you say that it reminds me of somebody who does a 1031 exchange on a piece of real estate and buys buys a crappy building just because they got to get rid of the money are you going to be that person at the end of the year whose cpa says holy crap you made a lot of money you're going to get killed in taxes you need to go buy stuff and you just go buy a bunch of crap that you don't even need instead of thinking this through now in terms of value and profitability for the dollars that you spend, certainly you want to get rid of that money if you can to avoid the taxation and reinvest into your business. But what what type of, you know, corporations do major studies on this leading up to the end of the year to determine how to best deploy that money. What are you doing to we, make that decision? And we often see that. So I know that there's a supply chain issue right now and I'm hearing that across the board, but let me be clear. There's inv- there is inventory out there. There's software commitment out there. There's equipment commitment where it's a piece down and a lot of banks that we're doing for some of our clients is we're giving them specific rates knowing that that's coming right helping them with that down payment etc so if you need help with inventory equipment anything like that we'd love to talk to you um, because we understand that there is that supply chain issue right now and I would just simply say I love the idea that you could get the loans and financing however how are we going to deploy that money to make more money with? You know, it's 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 like I got a home equity line. I got money sitting in my bank account, and I'm doing nothing with it. What 
is the lost opportunity cost of that. Come on, if you want to grow, and you should always want to grow as a business, that's just an, an ongoing forever thing, then where is the best return on investment when reinvesting into your business for growth the following year? Do you have a budget? Do you have a budget to deploy those funds into the areas that make you the most money for the re- with the resources that you can bring to bear? Whether that be financing, profitability at the end of the year, whatever, how to do that best, right? Absolutely. I think it's, you know, remembering if, and again, like Todd said, don't buy something to buy something because cash, cash is king. And so if you just need to hold the cash, hold the cash, then don't make an investment that doesn't make sense because you don't have additional funds to deploy training, to deploy software, whatever it might be. So make sure that you're really thinking about this and find a resource like Todd, find a resource, an accountant like Arliss, find a banker like our villagers who you can go to and ask these questions and they're going to give you honest answers because they're talking to all their other clients. Arliss Cleveland, you hear her commercial off the break. <laughs> oh, she, she's the best. And like that lady's a boss. So yeah. she's going to tell you, she's going to say, you should not buy that. Or yeah, you should be thinking this. And, and you know, that, that's how our villager, we work side by side with our list. And that's the conversations we're having with her clients and she's having with our clients to say, this is a strategy moving forward. This is the direction your business is going. And now you're thinking. Just remember, you are the decision maker. All of us can help guide you. But at the end of the day, you must become a financial person to confidently make these decisions. And the more information you have and the better understanding you have of that information, the more confidently you can go forward and grow, right? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Hope you enjoyed this show. Um, in, in the future, we're going to be talking about other things that relate to your business. And you certainly can reach out to either myself, Todd, or Alicia at the bank. And if you have questions, we'd love to cover those on next show. Uh, last Saturday of every month, don't miss these shows, Masterclasses Village Bank. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Alicia. So fun. My pleasure. Love Dolly Parton and you, Todd. <laughs> I love it. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great. But who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, 
ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.